It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fears is usually something that makes your worries real. You are listening to the Coaching Ignited Show, where we bring you stories and insights from coaches, fitness professionals, and industry experts to help you expand your business and reach your goals. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. My name is Alex Povey. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite apps, including Spotify and iTunes. The Coaching Ignited movement is on a mission to help coaches and personal trainers increase their sales and reach their full potential. If you wanted to find out more, please head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted to connect with us on social media, all the details can be found in the show notes. Now let's get into today's show. So on today's episode of the podcast, I'm very excited to announce that we have got Travis Jones. And Travis is the founder of 20 plus results-based training gyms. He's a seven-figure entrepreneur and founder of Think Tank that generates six-figure fit pros. And he's also the owner of Attain Digital that manages over $1.5 million in client marketing. And on top of that, he's also the founder with his wife of the foundation, if not now, than when that has been created to change the lives of children all around the world. So an awesome episode for you guys. Can't wait for you to get stuck into this one. As always, let me know your thoughts and I'll see you on the other side. All right, Travis, we're live. So great to have you here, buddy. I really appreciate that. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic, man. It's fantastic to be on the podcast. Cool, man. So you've got loads of stuff that we can talk about. Um, I'm really excited to get into all these cool things that you're doing. But I just want to go back to the start and um, really understand what made you decide to get started in the industry. Where did it all begin for you? Yeah, man. I think the biggest thing for me is back in the day, I used to try and become a professional sports player. I think that's what got me into the industry. Um, I am clearly not a professional sports player, so that did not work out well. And the fitness was like a, a second chance gig. Um, I, I you know, wanted to play rugby league for Australia one day. You know, I played rugby league juniors for like an Emerging States Australian team. I played state, all the rest of it. I had an off-season contract with uh, Canberra Raiders. And during that off-season, I got meningococcal when I was 18. Um, meningococcal was like a bacterial disease. Um, I passed out my mate's house. I flatlined four times. I had kidney failure. I was in intensive care for like three months. It was pretty crazy. Um, after that, I uh, did my knee. Then I broke my neck and tore my quad and plus a bunch of other injuries, man. It was, it was a crazy ride for the next couple of years. And I was doing PT on the side. I lost that contract with Canberra. And, um, you know, I tried to keep going. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I broke my neck at one stage. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go all in on fitness. Um, I think that was a bit of a pivotal moment for me because, you know, I, I wanted to be this professional rugby league player for like a good 12 years of my life. And I dedicated so much time to training, so much time to everything. Um, and you're working towards something that's like ripped away from you. Um, but one of my uh, mentors at the time, you know, he was, a, he was in the fitness industry and he got me into the fitness industry. He's like, man, your life's not over. It's just starting like 
pick something else you love and fucking go after it. And that for me was the fitness industry. And that's how I got into it. I, I started um, working as a one-on-one PT and I dedicated the next 10 years to becoming the best possible coach I could be from all the courses I could do on movement to nutrition to understanding some human psychology to get them to actually listen to me. Um, that was the next 10 years of my life before I, or nine years of my life before I opened up my own gyms was just trying to get great transformations. And I think that's the whole journey to start with. Mad. It sounds like the adversity led you to setting up all these other great things. So you, there's always another side to the coin, right? So there's never a downside, really. You need the downside to get the ups. So I love that. I love that story. So how do you go from doing that and doing all that coaching to then going, right, now I'm going to set up a gym. Now I'm going to set up a facility to where it is now because what, you've got 21 gyms, maybe more. Yeah, 21, 21 gyms. Okay, so yeah. how do you go from coach to going to, right, let's launch some gyms. Yeah, man, I was working at a big box gym. I was doing my own sort of PT and I started doing semi-private training back then. I was doing like four in one because that's what they let us do inside this gym. I'm pretty sure everyone knows this gym. They're pretty much uh, UK and Australia. They're a fitness first, right? That's why I was doing it. Um, So I paid my rent. I got my clients. But what was happening was uh, a lot of clients weren't going to the gym and I was getting them. They were coming to the gym because I was there. And I was training them. So I was like, I was paying like casual fees for them to come in. And, you know, I would sort of, um, sit by myself and just train people. And it's not that I was like negative or anything like that. I just had my own world inside this gym. And I was like, I'm not, I kept getting told off for the style of training I was doing. It's like, you can't drop the weights as much. You, you know, we whatever it was doing, I was doing it wrong. Um, and I was like, I need to get out of this environment because it's stifling the way I want to train people. And I would look around the gym and these big box gyms, I'm not saying that one, but these big box gyms are designed for, you know, 90% non-member usage. They only want like 10 to 20% of their members actually using their membership. Otherwise, you know, if 90% came, that would be a fire hazard and they'd be shut down because that's how many members they have. So I was like, I don't like this environment. I don't like the environment where people are coming in, not knowing what they're doing. The females felt intimidated back then going into the weights room, you know, like no one really talked to each other. Um, and it's just not an atmosphere that bred results. And I was like, I want to do this myself. I want to create this facility where I could create strength training, give proper nutritional advice, create a community driven gym that I wanted people to love coming to and I wanted 90% member usage and 10% non-member usage. And I think that's what we've created today. So I was like, I'm one of those people that have like zero risk risk threshold. Like I'll like dive in and like think about the consequences later. I really don't care because at the end of the day for me, it's like, you know, Worst case scenario, I start again. Like I don't, I don't really mind ever. Like I'm 34, and you know, if I start again at 35, I'll start again at 35. I think that's always been my uh, mindset. I started RBT when I was 26, so I was like, okay, I'm going to open up a gym. I've got no cash saved and um, no idea what I'm doing, but let's do it. So I sold my car and I moved in. I found a location. It was like. You know, for anyone who knows, like it was 7,000 square foot or about 700 square meters. It was, it was huge, this first location. I was like, you know, all in. 
Um, and I lived in the gym. I couldn't afford rent at home at the same time. I um, sold my car to get the bond, essentially, to get myself in there. Um, I couldn't afford equipment, so I called up this, this fitness equipment supplier. I knew he was new into the, the game. So I was like, you're new into it. I'm new into it. Just let me pay you monthly fees. And if I ever miss a monthly fee, just take it off me. And he agreed to that. So I fitted out my gym and I didn't have to put anything down. I just paid him his monthly fee, organized a three-month free, um, three months free uh, lease. I did get a permit. Like I get permits now, but I never got a permit for my first place until like three years later. They slapped me with a fine for like $10,000. And they're like, oh, here's your permit. No one's complained for three years. So here he is. Um, and he's giving me $10,000 for it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and yeah, like it just started rolling, man. Like that's, that's how I started. Like, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. That's for sure. Like I've been on heaps of podcasts and what happened here and there. And, you know, for me, like, you know, three months in, I was like, I had to pay my first month's rent. It was like $12,000 and I did not have $12,000. My idea of marketing back then was walking the streets. Like I had a boot camp in Canada and I grew that really fast by the same strategy. I used to just walk the streets with a clipboard. I used to walk up to like about a hundred people a week uh, back when I started RBT. I knew that was my number. I would get 80 of them would tell me to piss off. And I just walk up to him and say, hey, do you want to win a month of training? And if you ask three questions, you win a month of personal training. And they're like, yes. Four of them said no. One of them said yes. And I would say, hey, are you a member of gym? What was your results when you wanted to sign up or goals when you wanted to sign up? And what did you achieve those results? And like, this, this, this. I was like, oh my gosh, you just won a month of PT. I'd sign them up for essentially like a 28-day challenge back then. And every week I used to talk to a hundred new people. I used to go down to the parks, down to the malls, down to the cafes, everywhere. I used to walk up to people nonstop. I am a hundred percent back then. I don't use the word marsh, like hustle, but I hustled my ass off. I was like the whole epitome of, I still do, man. Like I have family and kids right now, so I'll never like you know, work where I miss them. Like I came back to work for the podcast tonight, but like I left work, um, I picked them up, we had dinner, put them to bed. When they're in bed, I'll come back and I'll, I'll do a little bit more and I'll jump on, this, jump on this podcast with you because I know that like for me, like I'll finish the podcast, go home, spend some time with my wife and go to sleep. But like I want to get the message out there so people can go, shit, if that guy can do it, and he's, he fucking nearly only didn't pass school and couldn't get into university and couldn't do anything. He can make a $10 million company. I fucking can too. Um, so like, I want to get that message out there, a bit of hope for people that anything is possible if you have a bit of work ethic. And I think that is the epitome of life. If you don't give in and if you keep moving forward, that everything will come true. Um, so yeah, like that, the fourth month, I didn't have $12,000, man. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Well, I think I told this, I'll paraphrase and make it super short, this story. Like I, I was like, I need to make 12 K. I went onto like the Spruit site. I didn't own an infrared sauna, but I was like, I'm going to do an infrared sauna deal. They're like, you don't have a website. So I built a website back then. This isn't before, this is before I click funnels and lead pages and all that shit that we have now that makes it so easy. Literally building websites. I had to learn that shit. Like back then, like it was crazy, man. I, I tried monophasic sleeping at some point because I was like, I need more time in the day to get stuff done. Monophasic sleeping, for those who don't know it, Google it, Snoop did it. So I thought I'd try it, but he had a lot more weed than me. Um, so it's like, you sleep 20 minutes every four hours. There is no nighttime. So it's like 20 minutes, four hours awake, 20 minutes, four hours awake. You never stop. And I did that for a couple of weeks. And then I thought I'd like die. And I was like, you know, I was on social media a lot back then. And people were like, 
I think he's died. He's been off social media for 18 hours. Um, I was like a day and a half later, I survived. I was like, I will not try that again. Um, but I built this website for this uh, $99 for eight infrared saunas. And the group one was like, yeah, let's do it. And man, like sometimes like you want to do good to the world and shit just comes together. It was like 14 days out. Now it was like 12 days out. And if I didn't pay this money, everyone would have been right. I would have been a failure because trust me, everyone said I was going to fail. Everyone. Um, there was a bet. I got told by these guys on our street that just closed down last year. They were betting on our street. They actually had a poll and uh, all the other businesses and they put money in on how long I would survive in business. Because man, I was like hanging off the front of my gym. Like I painted it myself. Like I'm, I'm crazy. Um, but it sold $21,000 worth of infrared saunas. It was, it was crazy. Um, and it was like 800 and something sauna deals got sold. It was like mental, man. And like what I did, I didn't own an infrared sauna. So on the deal, I actually put like valid for two weeks later. Um, so they couldn't actually activate the sauna for two weeks after they bought it. There was like two days left when this deal finished. I got the money. I got 15K. I called up this place. Dina, uh, J&H Saunas, uh, Express delivered a $2,000 sauna, paid my $12,000 rent and um, had $1,000 back in my pocket and I was alive for month four. Month five, I borrowed $12,000 off a friend and I promised them that I would pay them $24,000 back in 12 weeks or they could take my equipment. For me, I didn't even own the equipment, so I didn't care. I was just like, I'm, just, I'm in. I'm in already, so let's keep going. Because um, I, I knew I was going to do it and I was growing. You know, and I just kept moving forward, man. Like it is the failing forward motto that most people need to adopt. And that's why they're, they're too risk. Uh, they're too afraid of risk, man. They're like, oh, what if it goes wrong? It's like, man, of course it's going to fucking go wrong. You're in business. So just keep moving forward. Except the fact that shit's going to hit the fan like every week. It's not whether shit's going to hit the fan. It's what are you going to do when shit hits the fan is what matters. Um, and like six months in, I was like, I'm just going to stop walking the, the streets. Like, this is annoying me. I've got to get better at marketing. I saw this guy in the States running a, um, a competition. And he's like, the best person who could rep his blog the best, want a year of coaching, come out to masterminds together, um, all that sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, fuck him in. I tattooed his website on my shoulder and I want a year of coaching. So I like, had this tattoo of this guy's website on my shoulder. And I sent it to him. He's like, you are the craziest person i've ever fucking met is that, um, is that legit yeah 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 so <laughs> tattoo on my shoulder um and i won a year of mentoring and i was like in a mastermind with like you know paul mort for people who know this and i was in with luca and um i was like in jay ferugia and i was bill phillips was in there and Shaw phillips was in there i was in with these some of these guys like um like bill phillips i think he was doing like 10 million dollars a year or some shit at that point and i was like wow and all of a sudden, it upgrades your mindset on what's actually possible. Like, I was playing here and I thought it was hard. I was like, man, nah, what I'm doing is easy. I want to be here. Um, and it just changed how I looked at things. Um, it increased my ability, my belief. I realized that I need to keep expanding my comfort zone. And for me, it was a line in the sand. I am willing to do whatever it takes to survive in business. Like whatever it takes, I'll work harder. I will tattoo myself someone's website. I will do anything to survive and to learn what to do to survive because I'm here for a bigger purpose than just me. I'm here to change lives. And that's from, that's my first six months, man. 
can we talk about the why? I want to know the why, like all that stuff. That's not like, you can't just do that on motivation. There needs to be, like you mentioned it then, you gave me a little glimmer, right? There's a deeper why. Why do you have to succeed? Why is it important that you do this? Honestly, man, to start with, uh, was uh, significance, right? Like 100%, like I'm always honest with everyone, right? Like my dad passed away when I was 17 and he was pretty successful. And when he passed away, I was like this, uh, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad, but I was like, I'm going to make a million dollars by I'm 30. And I was 26 and I was making a couple hundred thousand a year. I was like drinking on the weekends and just doing the whole PT thing. I was like, man, you're a fucking liar. Like you said, you're going to make a million dollars by your 30. Like you're right now, you're a chump. Um, because you're not doing what you said you're going to do and you have more integrity than this. And it's like this internal dialogue I tell myself and I wanted to change more lives, but I also wanted to make more money. I wanted to make more impact. And also I wasn't going to prove to my dad that I was good enough. And I think we always have these complexes. Like we have, like some people have mummy issues and daddy issues. And for me, I just wanted to prove the fact that I could do it. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. Like my first gym, like I wanted 216 members, $50 a week, 570K, I wanted two of them. I was gonna make my million dollars. Um, and it started like that. And I also wanted to do it on my terms, but I just wanted to change lives. And you know, it's developed along the way. Like I bring on partners um, with RBT, like I bring it back and it's, it's all mine now, but I sort of did this sort of partnership model for a while. Uh, and now some of them are smaller shareholders in the larger company, which is RBT. Um, and it wasn't about me. It's never been really about me. It's for them. I was like, okay, I sat down these five partners I had and I was like, okay, I want to grow this company for you. How much money do you need to retire on for you to be happy? And like the consensus was about $2.7 million. So I mapped out exactly how I was going to get them to make $2.7 million with RBT. And for me, bringing it back now, like, you know, last year, I got it all back, the year before last year, I got it all back and it's, in, it's like my company and normal partners. You know, I got a couple of minor shareholders within the company. But with this, it's always been about them. The reason why I brought it back is because I can grow the company faster, more strategic. We'll go out to, you know, about 60, 70 RBTs. We might go to 100 and probably sell in about four or five years. You know, for that, my goal is to sell for, you know, probably about 60 to 80 million. Um, and then I can then also give them exactly what I said I was going to give them about eight years ago. So like, I always want to do it for other people. Um, my success, I don't really care about money, man. Like I really don't anymore. I think it was that sort of moment saying you can do it. I proved to myself I can do it. And I was like, okay, I did this now. Now what? Um, now, okay, cool. Now it's about service. It's not about my own selfishness. It's more about service to society. And I believe once you get over yourself, and I think that's what actually stops most entrepreneurs, is they focus so much on themselves, they never move past the glass ceiling they're trying to break through. Um, and they just keep hitting, keep coming back, keep hitting, keep coming back, because they're focused on themselves so much, right? But then if you flip that, and you flip that to a service, I'm here to serve society. I'm here to serve my you know, partners or I'm here to serve my investors. I'm here to serve you know, my team. If you're there in a more of a service mentality, like, man, your business is going to grow and it'll grow much past that glass ceiling that you have. It's, we're just so much in this scarcity mindset that we don't want to pay our staff more or we don't want to give a percentage away because that's my percentage. It's like, fuck that. Like, give shit away. Bring people on board for the ride. And like you are so much un so much more unstoppable together with more people than you are by yourself. And are people going to screw you over? A hundred percent they are. 
but that's business. Fucking learn from it and move forward. I think that's a big thing as well. Because that's another thing people ask me. It's like, man, what if they screw you over? I was like, bro, they will. They will screw you over. And like you learn from it. And that's, that's life. Have you have never had a partner cheat on you? They will. <laughs> that's life. You learn from that. Like you can't go through life not doing things because in case something bad happens, like shit happens, like I say, every day. Just go learn from the feedback loop of life and keep going forward. Um, and man, like the why now for us is like I want to hit 10,000 members. Like that's what I want. I want to change 10,000 lives. And I want to do that in Australia. I'll expand outside of Australia again. Like we've got a couple in the US, but we'll probably do that in a couple of years. Um, but 10,000 lives in Australia, that's, that's the big thing for me. We're starting a kids program next year where we're helping like teens actually overcome their whole obesity and overweight this sort of epidemic, I guess. We're, we're starting like that's a big, big thing for me because I think that's the next evolution. So we're doing a six-week course where kids can come in for tr- free at each of the gyms. Um, so we can start that and we want to get 5,000 kids through that next year as a, as a sort of a, a free thing to initiative to help move that forward. They think they said like by 2022, there's like 66% of kids are going to be overweight or obese. Like for me, that's disgusting. For me, that means we're actually losing as fitness professionals. Like I look at myself and it's like, fuck, you aren't making a difference. Like impact bigger, do more, like work harder, like work smarter. You know, I need to grow to 50 to 60 RBT so I can help more kids. I can help more lives. Um, if I don't like, I'm just being selfish. Oh yeah, that's it's more work doing fifty to sixty gyms. Yeah, it is, man. It is. But I have the ability to do it. And I believe entrepreneurs have like this debt to society. If you can go big, go big. Mm. And if you don't, you're letting people down. Yeah. I love that, man. Absolutely love that. Amazing. So how do you go right from like you? Because it's like when you first start out in business, it's about making money, right? That's the first milestone. You just want to make money. You want the material things. You want that sort of self-worth, right? But you're saying you got to that point and then it turned and it switched and it was then more in the yeah. brothers. What, when did that happen? When did you notice the switch? Did you hit a certain point? You're like, I've got what I want now. Now it's ready to help more, more people. Yeah, man. Like I've got, I had an RA, like an Audi RA. I got rid of that. I had, I had a Bretling. I gave a Bretling to my mate, like a thirty thousand dollar watch. I was like, yeah, fuck, whatever. I got a couple of watches worth a lot of money. I don't even know where they are. Um, like I, I, I started buying shit because I thought it was going to be. That's what success is. Like you look successful. <laughs> then I was like, like I was like, what am I doing? Um, and my wife said to me, she's like, yeah, that watch, that's a gym. Um, like you're wearing a gym on your wrist. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, I love my wife. Like, she's the person that challenges me more than anyone else. And that's why we're together. Like, I need to be with a female who challenges me. Um, And like, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, why am I doing it? I was trying to show people that I was successful and I was trying to seek validation from society. And I had to like internally reflect and I was like, I need to move to a better version of myself. If I truly want this to succeed, I can't seek validation if I want this to be more than me. Um, And I I sort of sat there 
And I went to, I actually went to a UBW with Tony Robbins just to get away more so with anything. And I went to like the first half of the day. And I was like, uh, like, he, Tony Robbins is good. I've been to his date with Desi stuff before that as well. But I was like, nah, I'm just going to leave UBW. I sat in another city for my life. And I was like, it was just a bit of me time. And I had to reflect who the person I was and who the person I need to become um, for my family, who the person I need to become for my business and who the person I need to become for essentially society to serve on the level I want to. And I wrote down all the character traits and then I sort of graded myself on them like out of 10, like, am I showing up at this? Am I showing up at this? And I was like, okay, cool. Like this is, this is now my baseline. And I need to move the needle forward in these like key areas to actually show up as the person I need to be uh, to essentially achieve what I want, which is, you know, those 10,000 people. And, you know, money was none of those things. Like my wife isn't with me and I'm not with her because of like money. We're together because we love each other. Don't care if we're in a house on the beach or for a one bedroom apartment, you know, <laughs> out in the burbs. Like it doesn't matter. Like my kids love me because I'm their dad and because I'm there for them. My staff are with me because I want to lead them and I want to help them become better versions of themselves. Like no one is there for you for the fucking car you drive and the, the clothes you wear. Like most of the time I wear like $2 t-shirts and like $20 ASO, like pants from ASOS and $20 shoes. Like that's what I, that's who I am. Like, and I think once you realize that true success is showing up as the best version of yourself being surrounded by the people that you love, I think then like your business just starts to fucking explode because you're showing up as an authentic version of yourself. And I think it took a while for me to do that, man. No, it's super interesting. Um, I love the reflection point and looking back and really thinking, well, am I the person I need to be now? And if not, how do I become the person I need to be? Surely that's gonna keep evolving Oh Every man, yeah, hundred percent. And you're gonna have Every to have these talks with yourself. You're gonna have to sit down and go, "Is this the version I want to be?" And you, and it's gonna change, like, because you're gonna get to a level, and then you're gonna go, "Okay, what's the next level? And what's the next level?" So, is what's the process for you? Do you do you have that at the end of a year, a, a five year plan, or how do you go through that process of evolution? Because you're never gonna be constant. You're gonna be changing, right? Yeah, man. Like the challenges I face today. Um, would have crippled the version of me like eight years ago. I would have like crumbled under the stress. Um, and now it's just another Tuesday, right? Like it is what it is. Like, um, and it's just, I'm better at dealing with stress. I am, I've leveled up to the person who can deal with that problem. I think that's what we have to look at is the challenges you face today are put there to keep you moving forward to your potential in life. They're not there to, to essentially crumble you. They're not there because you've got bad luck. They're there to test you and help you rise to the occasion because that's why the challenge is there. It's put there for you. And that challenge will make you who you need to be if you actually step up to the plate and have a swing. And if you don't you know, win, if you don't hit that home run on that challenge, then that's how it was supposed to be right then. It was a learning curve. But that's life. And you have to then learn from that loss. And you keep coming back. Like I, I reflect at the end of each year, normally between like the whole Christmas and New Year's. And I'm like, okay, was this a good year? Did I win? Did I lose? I reflect at the end of each day as well. Did I win? Did I lose? Um, I have my big three I have to hit each day. 
I have my big three I have to hit each week, like moving the needle forward. And then I'm like, then I look back each month. It's like, did I win the month? Did I not? I have my 90-day plans. Did I hit them? Did I not? Um, so I'm constantly in reflection because if not, I can't show up um, because I have to constantly keep changing who I am. I like not changing who I am, like manufacturing some inauthentic person, showing up as the person who people need me to be, whether that needs me to be like more empathetic, that needs to be more inspiring, more leadership, like that's the knowledge I need to consume. So it's like, okay, cool, this is where I am, this is the problems I'm facing, this is the problems my staff face as a whole, okay, who do I need to become, what knowledge do I need to consume over the next 30 days to become better for them so I can serve them more so I can lead this company. Um, and that's, that's essentially how I do it, man. Like it's so much internal reflection. So is it the, the outside vision that's the anchor that causes you to change or is it you inside that wants to be a certain version and you aim for that certain version to create the outside vision? I think there's an outside vision, like there's a vivid, vivid vision that we work towards. And this is the, um, you know, what, what our customers talk about, what our, what, what our staff say in three years' time, what our customers say about us in three years' time. You know, what's the gross revenue? What's the net profit in three years' time? And then I'm like, okay, I have to keep reflecting, going, okay, am I the person I need to be to take us there? And sometimes, you know, like, man, I'm not. Like, sometimes I do get frustrated. Um, and sometimes I, I could fuck, I'll, I take a hundred percent ownership when I do like sometimes, you know, how, how, like I always do stuff out of full integrity, but like I, sometimes I miss the mark and I'll have to like say to one of the boys, like, man, I'm sorry. Like I thought I was doing the right thing, but it was clearly not the right thing. And I think you have to have vulnerability as a leader as well. And, and you know, I used to see vulnerability as a weakness, but you know, that's the most courageous thing you could be is vulnerable to those around you because they, they realize that like, shit, it's okay to admit when you're wrong. Um, and then it allows them to speak up and they don't hide from the fact either. So yeah, there's this outside vision and I keep showing up on a day to day basis, try and be the person I need to be to have like for where we want to be in three years. I like, I can't lead a $50 million company right now. I'm not that person. Um, I can lead a $12 million company, a couple of million dollar companies. That's what we've got right now. But like $50 million, man, like, fuck, like I need to be a better manager. Uh, I need to be an even better leader. I need to have more presence in the marketplace personally. That means that more people want to like be drawn to RBT. They want to work for me and with me on our vision. Um, I need to like continue to, I probably have to be less, I have to be like take less risks um, because like that's the safety that people need from me. Like we've got a hundred staff right now. Like I feed these people's family families. Like they can't, it's not about me. Like I need to take some less risk for them. Um, I need to, that's, that's my evolution. I need to keep doing courses. I need to probably get better productivity. Um, always, um, like I understand my, my flaws, and it's understanding that we aren't superhuman, but we're on this journey. And if we accept that we're on a journey, then we continue to get better. I think that's the biggest thing. I want to ask you about like your continued development, right? Because you're saying you need to be a better person, the person you need to be to run that company that you want to run in the future. 
you're going to have to upgrade your skills, your knowledge, your management. How do you do that? Do you reach out to other people? Do you buy courses? Do you use mentors? Do you use coaches? How do you raise your level? How do you raise the bar? It's hard, man. Like I, I it's really hard finding from where I am at. Like, and I have uh, like humility. I'll just buy courses, right? So I bought a course the other day. I bought like Billy Jean's course the other day because um, I was like, you know, this guy's crushing it with YouTube. Fuck, I'll pay $10,000 US and find something about YouTube. As long as I get something, fuck, let's do it. Um, so like, I have no problem paying people money. I don't ever think I need a man. Uh, me personally, I am so accountable to myself and I have work ethic myself that I don't need a mentor or a mastermind. I said to live the other day, maybe we, I want a mastermind cause I'm so fucking competitive that if we found a mastermind where people post how well they're doing, I want to beat them. And that's out of a significance level just because I'm just competitive, man. And I think like I can use that to my advantage sometimes. And you, when you know yourself, you can. But I like for me, we have masterminds, right? And I help, you know, if it pros get to seven figures, like that's, that's what I do. Um, I haven't really found one for where I'm at. Um, and like, that's, that's something I was looking for. I went to the genius network. I've done, you know, like a lot of different stuff, man. I just haven't felt something I gelled with. Um, I read about a book a week. Um, I, I watch, you know, endless, you know, if I want to do something and I'll look on YouTube and I'll find seven videos and I'll watch them and write notes. Um, like I, I really love reading, man. I, I just do. Um, I didn't use to, I hated it. I hated reading, but like I've learned to love reading because, uh, it's the stuff I enjoy. It's acquiring knowledge and putting that knowledge into action. And so I think those are the, the key things that I, where I acquire my knowledge mostly, like I'll buy a course if I want to learn a specific tactic. Um, and I'll buy books and I'll just consume and consume. And I think some people need a mentor they need to be a part of like they need a coach and it's like a coach like cracking the whip right but like i crack the whip so hard on myself i okay i am i just don't need that personally awesome i love what you said about the books and i would just like to consume them but you said a key thing you take action and you apply it <laughs> yeah not just re reading it because i think a lot of people think reading a book is an accomplishment when actually it's not it's just that's just leisure it's not until you apply it that it actually becomes useful to you. Yeah, like I read a blog a while ago, and I think he put it best. I'll probably bastardize what he's written. It was James James Clear's blog about habits. He was talking about motion-based tasks versus action-based tasks. And like watching a YouTube, reading a book, um, you know, it's it's all about motion. It's like we're all, people get stuck in consumption mode, and they that's a, a, a mode of busyness, right? Oh, I've been done so much today, done so much. Like, what did you do? Uh, I watched seventeen videos, read five books, or whatever. Like, oh, wow, that's really busy. How many sales did you make? Okay, how many ads did you put up? Um, what action did you take? What meetings did you have inspiring your team from the fucking 50 books that you read? Like, I don't really care how much you consumed. I care about how much you applied. I, I would prefer someone to read one book every two months and actually apply the shit that they learned in the book than read one book every two days. Um, I think that's, that's society. And that's, I think it's a, like more of a fitness professional thing, man. Like we, we get like, we're in this like, um, badge of honor with how hard we work and how many, how much shit we read. And that's, that's not the truth. 
It's about like, cause it was a while there. I, I didn't have time to read as much as I do um, because I was in so much action. I was still in so much of the daily technical delivery of sessions. So it's just understanding. It's like whatever your, your mentor is doing, if they're at a different point to you, you don't have to be at the same consumption point of their knowledge as your knowledge. It's like why you have them as a mentor, right? They're consuming books and helping you with the knowledge that they're consuming. So you don't have to consume it. I think that's a crucial thing as well. Mm. Can we switch it up a little bit to talking about uh, the fit pros and how you take them to, you said seven figures, right? Which is, that's quite a big feat. So are these online trainers? Are they fitness professionals? Are they gym owners? How do you take these people to those sorts of heights? Yeah, man, I've I've coached a couple of guys um, in the online space. I don't know if they've cracked a million dollars. A couple of guys are doing about 750,000, 800,000 online. I think that's a fair crack online. Um, And these are like nobodies, right? Like when I say nobodies, it's not like some big fucking Fitspo influencer or anything like that. This is just like, you know, average Joe and Jenny just making their $750,000 a year helping people in a certain niche. And I think that's a big thing with the online world. Unless you want to be a... um, a influencer that's a big fucking that's a wank right like and this is to anyone listening to this like with all the followers like i have no no problem with people with followers but i don't believe i think the word influencer and this is what i want to get to this point the word influence or influencer is taken out of context because just so you because because you have followers doesn't mean you have influence Mm. okay yeah like you can buy followers does that make me an influencer no but I still have lots of followers. Like you only have an influence if you say do something and they say, you say jump, they say how high. That's influence. You only have influence if you say like, this is how you should eat or this is what you should do. And then they start doing it and you're creating a movement. True influence is creating a movement of people around you. Um, So like I I am all for influences um, with, who actually create influence. I'm not for people with followers just for fucking ego's sake. Um, but like, you don't have to have the followers. Like some of my guys barely have a Facebook page and making three quarters of a million. And that's like, you're targeting a niche. It could be targeting um, someone with PCOS. And all you do is help people, females with polycystic ovary syndrome. One of my guys is helping people with menopause. And he's doing a half a million dollars a year, just helping ladies with menopause. Another person is doing hypothyroidism. He's doing $750,000 a year. Like you're picking a micro niche and you're becoming the big fish in the small pond because it's where people aren't touching. They're not playing it. So if people aren't playing in this pond, own the pond, be the only fish in the pond and just gather everyone around you. I think that's a big thing in the online space. And whether that's from webinars, yeah, they still work. Whether that be with seven-day challenges and upselling them into a six-month core product, that works as well. Um, But the online space, man, like you got to have some form of personality. If you, don't, if you aren't charismatic um, and you, you want to do it this way, like I, I don't think you should do it. Um, yeah, you can do it with blogging and all the rest of it. That's not my space. I'm not going to teach someone how to become a fucking blogger. Um, like I, I don't teach shit that I don't really do. Um, if you want to do video and want to become a fucking personality to your, your people, um, that's what I do so I can teach it, right? Like I'm, I'm very much like, uh, you know, don't teach shit you haven't done. Um, so that's the, that's the seven figure thing, right? Like you want to 
get someone in on a small challenge, give them a bit of results in advance, or get someone in a webinar, give them a bit of results in advance, get them on a phone call, on a strategy call, um, upsell them into your $1,000, $2,000 program that's going to actually create a life-changing transformation. And you sell, like, if you sell one a day, yeah, for sure. You may have five days a week, you're making a quarter of a million dollars. Like, that's how easy it is. You want to make, you know, fucking half a million, sell two a day. Like, man, like, it's not hard. It's just math. How do you take your guys through this process? Is it like a done for you, done with you? Is it a mentoring? Is it coaching? Is it they buy a program and they go through a process? How does it look? How does that yeah, work? Man, like, well, I've got a business consulting company. I also have a digital agency and I've got the gyms, right? So yeah. we have a done for you process with lead generation and stuff like that. And that's our agency. And with the business consulting, we do it over an eight-week course or a year course. So an eight-week course, like an eight-week fast cash. Um, and I don't really recommend this for the online guys because I, I'm not going to say, hey, we're going to make you a million dollars in eight weeks online. No, online is a bit of a different beast. Um, but like with our fit pros, our goal in eight weeks is to add 2K a week to their bottom line. So it's adding $100,000 to their business in eight weeks. How do we do that? Well, we create an offer to the marketplace that sounds sexy, whether and we want it to be self-liquidating. So we'll look at anywhere from a 14 to a 21 to a 28, you know, 35, 42, you know, 56 day challenge. Um, so whatever it is. But we want to make it self-liquidating. We want to make some cash in the front end. So what that means is if your leads are costing, say, $20 on the high end and you're selling one in two leads, it's costing you $40 to acquire a customer. And if, it's, if you're making $197 in the front end or you know, 100 pound um, and it's costing you 20 pounds to acquire that customer, then you're up money for them trialing your business. So essentially it's a paid trial and we teach them how to run this really well. So with the paid trial, everyone wants to try before they buy, right? It's just how it is. Like, I don't care who you are. It's like, it doesn't diminish the fucking, your brand. It doesn't make you worse off. Like, Brumbies do it. Tony Robbins does it. Amazon does it. Like, everyone does some form of fucking discount to get people in. So you're just doing some form of discount to give them a, a, some results in advance again, but they're paying for the trial instead of doing a seven-day or 14-day trial. And then all of a sudden, you give them a wow experience. You're making money by marketing now. And all of a sudden, marketing hasn't become an expense, but an investment. And you're getting paid paid to let people trial you then what happens is essentially you sell about one in two into your core product and that core product again it's like you know 35 pounds a week or 30 pounds a week or you know 65 bucks a week um whatever that is like that's what you're upselling them into um and if you have if you're looking at like the gym side of things if you have about a five percent churn of your business like as far as member loss each month and so you're keeping 95% of your customers. You bring in 80 leads a, a, a month. You upsell 40 into your irresistible offer. You upsell 20 into your core offer, and you keep that 5% churn. In about or in in uh, 18 months, it takes you to you know with your $197 20 day challenge, it takes you tracking on a million dollars or 500,000 pounds. So it takes you about 18 months on this consistent trajectory to achieve that 500,000 pound business, million dollar business. Now, it's consistency that's the big thing, man. Like some people, like they'll market for one month or one week and then they won't market for six weeks and then they'll do it again. And it's like, no, like you, you don't, like you do it consistently. Like you're constantly going to the marketplace, you're getting 80 leads and 40 sales. You do it every month because your business should be growing every month because 100% people leave your business every month. So like if you show up being consistent and you have these systems 
and these operations that are like clockwork, that means you can have certainty on your growth and then you can hire people because you have certainty on your growth. And it means you could step out of the technician role and even probably step out of the operations role and you become a business owner, not a business operator. And I think that's a crucial aspect. And we take those people through that over eight weeks and then people can upgrade into a mastermind. We do this mastermind over a year. They come to Bali with us for two weeks of the year and we sort of do some sort of hands-on stuff um, twice a year. And like, that, that's what we do, man. Like I create FitPro Millionaires and I do it not with some fucking elaborate scheme. I do it with consistency and discipline. Um, like it, it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound sexy, man. But like, it's the truth. Fucking, you know, it's not sexy. You know, results happen in the gym, showing up, progressive overload, calorie deficit over time. Results happen in business, showing up, giving like, you know, essentially the, the props to your marketplace, giving, you know, letting, letting them consume your content, getting 80 leads, getting 40 sales, keeping 20 people long-term, having a 5% churn. It's not sexy, but you're changing lives. Yeah. Fucking love that. <laughs> Everyone should be juice listening to that to see what potential is out there. And there's an abundance, yeah. right? I think people think like, well, there's so many people online. There's nothing left for me. But there's what? Almost 8 billion people on the planet. Oh, man. Like, we're, we're, people are getting fatter. Uh, that's the problem. Like, how can you how can you have a scarcity mindset when if you're in the fitness industry, right? If you're in the fitness industry, you have a scarcity mindset going, "Oh my gosh!" Like, there's so many personal trainers, but there's more fat people showing up every day, like every single day. And the problem is, uh, like, I'm not fat shaming or anything like that. But the problem is, is like, we are losing. Like the coaches are losing, the fit pros are losing. So, yeah, there might be a lot of coaches, but there's a lot of coaches out there clearly not doing a fucking good job. So, you know what stands out? Results. Just, just get some fucking results. Yeah, and you know what stands out? Education. Educate society correctly. You know what stands out? Like showing up consistently because like the average lifespan of a personal trainer, I think it's like nine or 10 months. Like just hang out for 11 months and you're winning already. Like it, it's not hard to win. Like it might sound daunting and it might be hard to start, but if you keep showing up, it's, it's not that hard. You just have to show up longer than the person next to you and you start winning. Mm. Just before we wrap things up, because we're about 45 minutes in, uh, been a great show so far. I just wanted to ask you about your social media and because that's kind of an important thing for what you do as well. You've got to be there showing up. Like you said, you've got to be visible. Um, and I've been following your profile for a while. I think I got hit with one of your Instagram ads and that's how I got to you. Um, it was just like a picture of your head, I think sideways. I think that was one of your ads and I was like, okay, let's check this guy out. It caught me cause it was colorful. So I went over, found you, started looking through it and obviously you've got great content. Now to create content takes time and to do it consistently it takes time, right? Do you create all your own content? Do you have someone creating that for you? And then what's the strategy behind your content as well? Yeah, man. Like for me, I, I'm not that strategic with this stuff. Like, like I, I honestly think that like I'll run ads and I probably everyone's seen my fucking ads. Uh, like, 
I'll run ads and I'll sort of look at ads that get me and I, I'm targeted with my ads as well. So I'm really target fitness professionals. Um, so it costs a little bit more dollars per follow. I don't want followers in India or the Philippines. And this is no offense to people in India or the Philippines. You're just not going to essentially consume my content as much as I want you to. I don't even run ads to the US. So I run ads because I talk to people in the UK and, the, and I talk to people in Ireland and I talk to people in Australia. Like, that fits my time zone. Like I used to coach worldwide and I still coach some people in the US, but I don't market there because the time zone just doesn't work. So I play my game. Um, and that means it costs a little bit more per follower. But it costs me about a dollar per follower following me. I'll run about 300 bucks a week with my ads. Um, but I have people reach out to me every single week on Instagram and, and buy things from me because they're like, hey, how do I work with you? And I'll be like, just this is what we do. I'll jump on the phone with them. I show them where they are, show them where they need to be. I tell them a guarantee that we have. It's like, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. let's get you two k a week onto your on your direct debit. If not, I'll give it to you for free. And they're like, cool, let's do it. And I get them results. And that's because like I show up serving. Um, and with my process, that is essentially Instagram, which is where I hang out most. And I got a thousand. Fit pros in a, in a group as well now. Um, that started a couple of months ago. But like last, I think I've been doing Instagram for about eight months. Um, like eight months ago, I was like, man, I've got to pull my finger out and I've got to do this Instagram thing because um, I just wasn't doing it. And like I started a couple of times, I stopped and I just hadn't committed. And when I truly commit, like I'm in. Um, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. So what I did is I spend a couple of these three-hour time block where I write my articles for the week or I do my videos for the week. Um, and I do this in three hours on a Monday and I put them all in, in this uh, essentially a Google Doc, right? So I've got this Google Doc where I write about seven to ten articles every single week and I'll do my videos. And I do have, uh, I'm lucky enough to have like a video guy that works with me um, and he's in the, in the office with me a couple of days a week. Um, you don't need to, though, for those saying, oh, that's a roadblock. You don't need to have this. Um, like, Chris, is just great. You could go on Upwork and get text-to-speech. Go on rev.com, get your videos transcribed, then go on Upwork. For your one-minute Instagram video, you can get it transcribed for a dollar from Rev. Get someone on Upwork.com to hard code that text for probably a dollar as well. So it costs you $2 um, to get your Instagram uh, video hard-coded with your text on it so people can read it and not just listen to you because most people are reading content these days anyway um, when they're watching videos laying next to their partner trying to pretend they're not watching something um, in bed. Uh, but, that's, but that's the truth, man. Like It doesn't have to. You don't have to have a videographer. You don't have to do anything except right you could have your iphone and i was creating content man like back with a flip cam and like that's when i started creating it like back when i was living in like toronto your phone didn't have a video back then i had to have a literally a separate like this thing's called a flip minnow and i used to walk around do video content try and upload it to a blog back then i had to use to plug this sort of flip minnow thing into my computer i had to drop that into like a film editing thing i had to cut that up i had to upload that was so much harder Right, but now all I do is like I, I film videos, I drop it onto Dropbox. Chris sees it, he'll hard code it. I'll I'll write my articles on a Monday. Chris sees it, he'll take a screen capture of like one of my videos or one of my seminars I'm doing. He'll put a bit of text over that for me, um, based on one of the articles I write. So I'll write the article and he'll match the the picture to the article. Right, and so that's how easy it is. Um, and he'll put some of the text of the picture, uh, like of the article on the picture, and he'll put that back in Dropbox. I'll grab it off Dropbox and I'll post it. So I have in my articles about 15 to 20 right now that I haven't posted already. I always keep about 15 to 20 in front. 
Um, and yeah, man, like that's, that's how I do it. It's just time blocking. And I think people don't see it as a priority, but they need to see it as a priority because for me, you know, for the coaching side of things, like I am the brand. So like, yes, I'll put out content, um, probably about, I'll put out two pieces of content every single day, every yeah. morning, every night, right? 9am, 9pm. Like that's, um, that's the time where my followers are most active. Cause you know, I can see that. Um, so I'm about to post something. It's about to be 9pm over here. So I'll post something when I get off this and it'll be my nighttime post, um, every day. So I'll do that. So I'm constantly there showing up, educating and I show up slightly different. I'm not going to fuck. And I'll do some motivational posts, but for me, like 10 of my posts every single week, are education. I want to educate people. I want to go, and that's what people message me. Like, man, I come to your profile and I learn shit. Um, so like, that's, that's who I want to be. Um, and yeah, I write long shit. And it's like, literally for me, it's like 300 words or 2000 like characters or 2100 characters. I always keep it just under the limit. Um, every single post. So you, you don't, if you don't, if you want some fucking like, you know, shit like motivation like it's probably not the page i'll put two motivation posts up a week and it's not like a motivation post of a fucking lamborghini it's like me saying do the fucking work motherfucker um or something like that like it's it's like it's literally it's literally a little bit more um punch in your face because that's my personality and i'll put like two posts a week up of me and the family because that's who i am man like you know and like 81 percent of small business owners are family-based businesses so i talk to my marketplace so i do two of those and then my stories i think that's a big thing because like like i i tell people how much i love my wife I, I don't hide that. I tell people how much I love my kids and I spend all my time with them. I yeah, tell I see people, on your stories. Yeah, man. Like, like people, and so many people message me and they're like, man, like I love how much you love your wife. Like, that's what they say to me. I'm like, Oh, thanks for that. Okay, cool. I love her too. <laughs> I do love her. Uh, and like, although like, I love how, how you hang out with your kids or like, you know, like see the workouts that I do. I put out my workouts each day. Like, man, I'm trying that. Um, like I just want to share my life because I think if they can understand that you would just like them, then they're like, I can do this too. This person is a person, except he's just a little bit further down the line. We're all in this hundred meter race, except he's at like 90 meters or he's at like 80 meters. And I'm at like, I'm just starting. And like, if I run that same race, then I could too have like a $10 million company if I chose to do it. I don't know if I'm willing to put the sacrifice he, he does because everything's sacrifice, but they might put enough sacrifice to make a $1 million company. And that's okay as well. But as long as you understand, it's all choice. And that's really social media for me, man. Like 14 posts a week, 10 education, two motivation, two family base, like four stories a day. One's normally a workout, a couple of family ones. Hey, this is a picture from my house. I'm um, looking over the water, whatever it is. And like, then there'll be some insights here and there on my work day so people can see what the hell is going on. Um, and I have this Facebook group, right? Like this Facebook group of a thousand fit pros and I just try and put content in there like at least every 48 hours. It's like, hey, this is how you get better at sales. Like, hey, hey, this is like, you know, I did a video series on 18 ways to be unstoppable. Like here's another one here, here's another one here. And like for me, man, I just keep showing up. And I'll just keep serving. And I know if I keep serving, then people are like, fuck, holy shit, this is what the content this guy does for free. Like, what happens when you pay him? Like, what the fuck happens then? And that's the type of, that's like, that's what you need to do. Because information is free. Implementation costs money, right? And everyone has to remember that. Information is free. 
implementation costs money. Because guys, you can Google anything I ever say. I can Google anything you probably ever say. Like there's not really new information. It's just rehash shit, putting stuff together mixed in different ways. So don't be afraid someone's going to steal your secrets. You don't have secrets. I'm sorry. But like they can Google it. What happens is once someone pays you money, you cut through the bullshit out there. You probably cut down the half-life of what it takes them to achieve a result, but you give them accountability and help them implement. So it's like a done with you service. That's what a coach does. It's done with you. Sometimes it's done for you, meal plan. Um, so it should cost more. Um, but like with these guys, like that's what you have to understand. Implementation is where you get the box. So give it all. Throw the horse, throw the cart, fucking throw a kitchen sink in there. And then say when they're like, okay, cool. How do we work together? What do you do? It's like, well, what I do is I tell you basically what I've already told you, but I make you do it. Um, and that's what I do. And that's, and, and that, you won't pay me like your money to make you do it. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I'll make you do it. And if you don't do it, I'll show up and you'd be like, man, if you think this guy is intense right now on this podcast, imagine if you're not doing the work and you told me you're going to do it. Like, like I'm not like a like a some form of jewel sergeant. I need to understand like why aren't you doing it? Is it you don't have expectancy? Is your distraction too high? Is the delay of you feeling good too not uh, long? Um, do you not have you not really got a why that's driving you? Like this is the things we look at, and it's right really trying to understand. Because I'm not going to yell someone, do the work, do the work, do the work, and it's like they're not just keep doing the work. It's like okay, well clearly you don't have a why big enough, so we need to tap into your why. Or clearly you don't even expect you can achieve the goals, so you're sabotaging yourself, so you don't achieve the goals. Or you're constantly distracted with shit all over the place, so you're not actually staying focused. And you might be distracted because you're not in flow and things are either too easy for you. So you procrastinate or they're too hard for you. So you have anxiety. So we need to help educate you to get you into flow so you can get the job done. And, or like literally the delay is too long. You set yourself out a goal that's like a year away and you don't have micro goals to make sure you're on track or not. So we need to, and also give you micro wins where you can celebrate with something for yourself. Because at the end of the day, we grew up rewarding ourselves for achieving. So just keep rewarding yourself for achieving. And that's what we look at it. So it's the different aspects of motivation to keep people on track to achieve their goals. Some serious advice there. Real talk. Just real. Just very that's real. It. Right, we're going to put some uh, details in the show notes to come over and find you over in Oz, your links to your social and stuff, but um, where's okay. the best place to find you, your group and your Instagram handle and we'll get the traffic over there. Yeah, man, like Travis Jones Entrepreneur is my Instagram and like just go over there, that's where I hang out, shoot me a DM if you wanna ask any questions. I, I just like helping people out, to be honest, man. Like like I said, information is free. Like I'll give you fucking, I'll get like 2,000 YouTube videos on unlisted, so I'll just flick whatever you need. Um, and then I uh, jump on uh, Roadmap to Success or Roadmap to a Million Dollars, actually. Roadmap to a Million Dollars on Facebook. Just join that group. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's for fit pros only. And like, I help them get that million dollars. Right. So those are the two places you're going to find me. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. I'll let you get back to your family, your lovely wife and kids. I'm sure you want to get back there and then you can do your social media posts as well. <laughs> Thanks, Thank man. So I really much, appreciate man. it. Thanks, no, man. Fun. Let's stay in touch. Yeah. All right, dude. Take care. No worries. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it today. 
Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you did, head over to your favorite app and leave us a short review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you wanted to learn more about our products and services, head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted an awesome website built for your coaching business, head over to our partner company, sevectormedia.com. That's all from me. See you soon.